0: Kia ora, you're listening to Speak Out Radio on Access Radio, which is at 106.1 FM. Welcome to episode 101. Um, Wow, I can't believe we made it. Episode 101. (laughs) Um, Today, uh, you are here with myself and Edie, so my name is Neo. Um, I use he, him, ear pronouns. Um, You hopefully might have heard me before, um, but I'm a staff member inside out, and I am here with...
1: Kia ora. I am Edie, I use she, her, they, them pronouns, and I am also a staff member here at Inside Out. Um, I'm very excited to be on episode 101 Ooh. and talking about D&D 101. Yes,
0: so yes, as Edie, as Edie said, we are going to be talking about D&D and some TTRPG magic. Um, so I want to start by asking um, Edie what sort of experience you have with D&D and other TTRPGs.
1: Ooh, uh, great question. Um, I'm not as experienced as I would like. It's one of these things that I feel like I wanted to get into for ages. Mm. And yeah, just never, never, never found a way to get into it properly. Mm -hmm. So my experience now is I've played in a few different games. um, And I... Dungeon Master for my own campaign now. No is... way. Wait. I not You might know be that. in that one. Whoa. What? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, cats out of the bag. Um, <laughs> I am Neo's dungeon mistress. I'm sorry. And an excellent and, one at um, that. Thank you. Um, yes, that's my experience. How about you?
0: Yeah. Um, I've been playing D&D for, ooh, I think it's like three or four years now. Mm. On and off. I think I've been in... Three longer campaigns, um, two of them with um, a friend of mine DMing, um, Emlyn. Um, and then um, I played, I've DMed a couple of one shots. I tried to DM my own little campaign, but it was just terrible because I'm not a very good DM. I'm sure you'd be great. I don't really enjoy it. so no. yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Um, Plus I tried to do it from like a world that someone else had created. I like tried to adapt like another module from like an earlier version of the game. And it didn't go very well because I was very new to it at the time. Um, but yeah, um, so I've also, um, I do enjoy DMing one shots. Um, I like them a lot, like a little self contained story. Um, I've also played lots of little TTRPGs. Um, one of my favourites is Wander Home, um, which I've introduced many people to, um, and other little ones um, here and there, which I will get into a little bit later. Um, so Edie and I both have some notes. Um, we just wrote them down. We spent a couple minutes before this writing them down. Don't break
1: the fourth wall. I
0: am breaking the fourth wall. I'm everything, smashing it with a hammer.
1: Everything I'm about to say is right off the top of my head. It's not nothing's planned. No,
0: no, not at all. Yeah, do you wanna do do you have any things you wanna start with?
1: I think so yeah, I I would like to start with because essentially we're also you may not have realized, we're also very gay. <laughs> and the, this is also a chat around, like, queerness, yeah. rainbow identities, and D&D. Yeah, the and
0: intersection of those things.
1: I've been meaning for a long time to talk about just how gay D&D is. So buckle up.
0: <laughs> Get y'all ready. Get yourselves ready.
1: So I think, for me, the, the, the way to start that conversation is talking about experience as a player. Mm. Um. And the kind of exciting, freeing play and, like, exploration, experimentation that not just d but any TTRPG kind mm. of allows. And, like, very early in my transition, um, I played some d d mm. and just felt the absolute liberation of playing a character using she/her pronouns, mm-hmm. and that was huge, huge mm-hmm. for me. Um, and and like it was interesting. My so my character back then was a half-orc druid. Nice. And she was badass and pretty, <laughs> pretty cool. Just and like she, you. Oh, stop it. <laughs> um, and she had a. Um, uh, a, a familiar, which was a leopard, so very badass, um, and I, I think at the time, like, very early transition for me, I was feeling very big and... Mm-hmm clumsy Mm. in my body and in my space and playing a half-orc was a really... Well, a female half-orc was a really beautiful way of, like, allowing me to, like, understand how different bodies aren't equated with Mm. gender and how you can, like, play around with that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah. It was really fun and we only got like one session in <laughs> to this campaign. <laughs> Classic. Um, but it was a really, really good starting point for me. And then I was addicted and then I needed more yeah. from there. Absolutely. Um, so that's something really huge, I think. is like this pivotal part. Mm. Since then I've played a character who is a fire genasi bard. Nice. And they are non-binary and very mm. slowy and flirtatious, and, uh, and like, mm. just very sly, mm. and that's also been really, f- like, freeing, to personify mm. and play with gender a little bit more, yeah, or less, less structured.
0: Yeah, I, there's this real element of like playing with things, mm. like you can try stuff out, you can, um, just like. Ha- be someone different for a little bit. Mm. And I, there's something I want to I really, I find really funny is that I really like playing characters who use she/her pronouns mm. even though like anyone using she/her pronouns for me is just like skin crawling. Mm, mm. Um I don't know, I think it's like I I I have a really weird relationship with womanhood and like um I don't even know how to put my finger on it. It's just kind of something that exists, like, in my brain. Mm. Um, but it's it's kind of fun to, like, have someone refer to me with she, her pronouns, but not refer to me. Mm. Mm. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but there's just something about it. Like, I love playing feminine characters. Um, like, in the game that we play, I am playing a um, character who uses they, them, zizem pronouns. Um, But they are a parent and I feel like Ma, my character um, also has a really interesting relationship with womanhood and manhood as well because they're a changeling and just can do whatever they want. Um, um, Yeah, it's just like a really interesting way to explore things without it being about you, kind of, in my mind. Like, it's about the characters for me.
1: Mm, there's, like, a separation. Yeah, like, that, that
0: distance, but you're also embodying them so deeply that mm, there's the lines between you and them blur, but it's still not you.
1: I think that's such a crucial part of, um, like, escapism mm. and play. And, like, it, it, there's something to be said for, like, reading fiction mm-hmm. or getting into a film or playing a video game or playing a TTRPG is that kind of bounce of this is all abstract, Mm. it's all theoretical and it doesn't actually relate to me as Mm -hmm. a person but allows me to um, have the freedom to mess around Mm. (laughs) a bit and explore different avenues of things that maybe you wouldn't normally have access to and it speaks to some just speaks to something something in the world
0: I feel like in like every media every piece of media you consume every piece of fiction there's always like an element of okay what do I relate to that is in this thing Mm. you know like when you watch a movie you connect with a character because you relate to them in some way Mm. and I feel like in games in like TTRPGs or role playing things there's that extra element of you put something of yourself into those characters generally Mm. like no matter no matter how hard you try to role play there's always going to be an element of you in that character because you are them yeah. or like they they come from you and they are like something that you have created and that you have embodied and like the way you see things um is like put into that character you know like you can't create a character who has a complicated relationship to womanhood if you yourself don't have an idea of what a complicated relationship to womanhood looks like
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah Woo. it's this game is great. If you don't play it, then I like,
0: I not even just D and D, like just TTRPGs. I feel like are so valuable. Just, just
1: role playing. Yeah. Just like, just, just, like, yeah, like, just, just literally, just like putting on a different hat mm. and taking on, stepping into someone's shoes, and mm. lets you play with perspective. Lets you play mm. with um, empathy. Mm. Like D and D or T- TTRPGs in general. Uh, just exercises in empathy, mm. right? Like, of
0: both towards your own character and other people's characters as well. Yeah, because then... And the DM.
1: <laughs> you're also, you're not playing as an individual, you're playing as a group. Yeah, you're as playing a as a group that is united yeah. with some common cause, but everyone has their own baggage, mm-hmm. everyone has their own backstories, everyone has their own stuff going on, and it's about, like, conversing and exploring people's backstories and exploring who these other people mm. are in a way that, like, ensures that you can work together to overcome yeah. massive trials.
0: Mm. And even when you're, like, you know, PvPing, there's still, like, an element of, like, okay, I, like, as a player, you recognize, like, okay, I've said my thing, now um, I'm gonna let the other player, mm. you know, fight me or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like,
0: I feel like even in, like, it's it's sort of, like, exploring boundaries, but not in a way that pushes them, but, like, mm. in a way that, like, allows them to shine.
1: And I think one big disclaimer here Mm. is that it's so dependent on the group you're with. It's so dependent on the DM you have to Mm. make sure that you're cultivating a really safe space to explore these kind of things. And um, essentially, like, having safety tools in place and having, like, an understanding of each other's triggers and having an understanding of um, how to... Hold that space for play and empathy and connection safely, yeah, yeah. And I think sometimes I like come up against some like toxic elements of DD mm. that are very combat game mechanic focused rather than allowing for like freeing. Roleplay?
0: Mm, and there are totally people who prefer, you know, like who prefer not the roleplay aspect, but we're real big on the roleplay aspect.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely and favourite part.
0: Yes. Remember that no D&D is better than bad D&D. Yes.
1: Yes, yeah. this is very true. Because bad, bad D&D
0: can be dangerous. Yeah, and yeah. And upsetting. Exactly. And triggering.
1: Yeah. If, if you have a DM who just jumps right into a story without talking to any of the players... Mm-hmm and sets up some very like tragic or confronting content, mm. then that's irresponsible yeah. because when you're role playing, not just, it's not a video game where you can put down the controller. Mm. It's not a um, film that you can just turn off. Yeah. Um, you are sitting in a room with people playing a character And if you feel obliged to stick around in an unsafe environment, that can be toxic. Mm -hmm. So I think really important to check in with everybody, talk and create a space that is comfortable, safe and respectful.
0: Yeah. And I mean, a real big part of that is the DM, right? Do you want to talk a bit about... Your experience DMing and how that relates to your rainbow identity. I sure can. Nice. Do you um, like my segue?
1: That, that was a good segue. Thank it's almost you. like you've read my notes. I haven't.
0: You just told me them. Ah, oh, don't. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, no, I I love uh, DMing, honestly. Like, it, it tickles the part of my brain that is a writer, mm. but hates actually... <laughs> sitting down and writing out a narrative <laughs> yeah. and loves world building mm. I can just sit and world build for ages um, and I have <laughs> and I've made a full complete database of all the history, geography, religions cultures um, notes um, and everything to do with the world that my current campaign and terror is set mm. in um,
0: and she refuses to let us see this which is the height of rudeness
1: you're playing the game. It's full of spoilers. I'm sorry.
0: Excuses, excuses.
1: See what I have to deal with. Yeah, <laughs> it's not acceptable. Um, <laughs> but I think my the the, the most joy I get mm. out of writing this world is how much of myself I get to project into it, mm. and how queer I get to make it, um, and I get to like weave that into the actual like. Not just the people. Not just mm-hmm. the NPCs you meet. Cause I do love writing good. Like, Rainbow NPC. Like, I think the first um, characters that your character met, that Ma met in your session zero, were were the lesbian couple that run yes. the inn. Yes, yeah. And, like... It was delightful. Ah, oh, like... Love those two. They are magnificent. And there's so much... To them, I got so I just got so rapt writing their backstory um, that never saw the light of day because they just never bothered to ask. <laughs> uh,
0: my character is a very specific kind of person who cares about their own bullshit.
1: Okay, but you all went back to the inn, and so I I've, I've set up a big thing with these this like beautiful lesbian couple. They're like they're like older. They're in their sixties. They've um, seen a lot of the world, and they've settled down, and they've started an inn called The Various Attempts. And I was so offended that not a single member of the team just asked them, why is it called The Various Attempts?
0: I mean, when we go back, I'm going to ask. If we go back.
1: No, they're dead now.
0: <gasps> oh my gosh, you killed them off? Just because.
1: Fuck up. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, but, but playing with rainbow NPCs is really yeah. fun. But also like weaving it into the nature of the world. Mm. So I made a very intentional decision to make all deities, um, um, gender fluid, um, and like they can take on different aspects of gender, but they're predominantly all using gender neutral terminology. Mm. So they're all goddesses mm. um, mostly using like they, them pronouns, but it's fluid depending on how they want to manifest to somebody. Mm. So a fae entity, entity may play with she, her or he, him pronouns mm. or they, them pronouns depending on um, the situation. Mm. So that's really fun to, like, like, work with because it's just deconstructing the colonial <laughs> understanding of gender mm. because it's like, why do I have to... Gender my deities. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And just like start it's your from story, that. do
0: what you want. Yeah.
1: Um, so that was a long winded way of saying, I really like DMing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, one thing I wrote down um, that I want to go back to um, when playing mm. is that I think it is about exploring things. But mm. I feel like for me, it's also about like things that I'm not exploring. Mm. Like for me, I really like playing characters who are interested in women um, romantically. Mm. Um, but I don't really play like as characters who are interested in men. Um, and I think that's because in my own way, I want to, you know, honor my own experiences as being, you know, a lesbian. Um, but also I feel like I I don't have the relationship to like, like thinking of men that way and I don't feel like I could do it justice. Mm, mm. And I know that like it's, you know, it's um, a very... Cause, I mean I'm surrounded by gay people it's like a very special holy thing for people to be you know attracted to men and I just don't feel like I not that I don't have the right but like it's just not something that I just want I have any interest in doing mm. that
1: makes sense yeah. yeah yeah and I think that can extend to like a lot of role playing it's like to what extent sh- do you want to or mm. should you mm-hmm. engage with something that's not your lived experience mm. and they're like To some extent, like, I don't know what it's like to be a half-orc or be an elf Mm. or be a a cleric of a moon deity Mm. or something like that. Like, those are outside of the realm, but, like, when you're talking about, like, relatability and taking Mm. certain aspects that you can play with, if there's something that you just don't... Have Mm. as part of fielders to experience. Then it's like
0: you can create. It's like like I feel like in many like I've been writing groups and stuff. People like okay, you can write a story about a character like with an experience that you don't that you don't um, you know have your own experience of, but you don't write the story about them being that thing. Mm. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't write a story about being black Mm. but i would write a story with a black character maybe yeah yeah
1: because it's like not necessarily your place to explore Mm. the nature of blackness Mm. like that's not something that we're entitled to access Mm. but to not include that representation can be erasure yeah so it's just just bouncing the same with like Role play. It's like when you're in that character, and if you want to role play relationships, mm. and you don't want, you just don't have <laughs> the desire, yeah. the need, the access to yeah. explore um, like attraction to men. Mm. That's so valid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we've been going for twenty minutes already. Wow. Wow. We're doing We're running well. out of time. What do, What do we want to say? What else do we want to say?
1: Wow. 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 Okay. You've got well, a very squeaky chair. I do have a squeaky chair. Sorry you're about the squeaky welcome- chair. Welcome. I'm, it's just, it adds to the characterization of my body language, because when I sit back and you hear the chair squeak, you know that I'm sitting back. And you also like to back. clap
0: a lot, and I can keep saying the audio peak.
1: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> it was fine there, because you clapped quietly. Anyway.
1: <laughs> just a little, little bit of, like, podcast meta-commentary yeah, 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 on here. Um, I would also like to talk about some of the, the grievances mm-hmm. I have with mm-hmm. D&D as a system. Okay. Because, like I said before, like, so valid for people to, like, treat it as, like, a game where they enjoy combat and focus on those aspects rather than role-play aspects. Mm. But there are some things that just really wind me up. And biggest thing for me is the alignment chart. Yeah. For those of you who don't, who don't know, the alignment chart in D&D is, like, the assessment of morality. And you choose whether your character is lawful, good, or,
0: Chaotic evil.
1: Yeah, or true neutral, and it's it it it's to me. I just don't like that oversimplification of morality mm-hmm. and oversimplification of your character and that whole when you're building your character and then you define them as lawful evil. Mm. It's like, what does that mean? Does that mean they're fascist? <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're evil, but you're lawful, you're authoritarian. So you pl- are you role-playing a fascist? And do you really want to do that? Um, <laughs> but, it, like, yeah, like, I just, it's so silly to me. Like, yeah. I feel like it needs, like, I, I just have never used it when I've played because i don't think it's relevant
0: i know that it was a lot more it was a like a bigger mechanic in previous editions of 5e or mm. sorry in previous editions of D. Mm. like there were spells that depended on it i think mm. they, is it like once this, and like items that depended on it but i feel like in 5e it's kind of like a take it or leave it thing
1: yeah and i definitely leave it yeah for sure um and then also like it gets iffy as well with the characterization of like enemies mm. as well, like I really there's do-
0: racism built into the system. Yeah,
1: there's straight up racism built into the system, and like how just different like species that mm. you fight are defined as like evil or like okay to mm. slaughter. It's like you go into a mine of kobolds and they all swarm you. Yeah. Like want to avoid that kind of D&D yeah. as much as possible.
0: and Like drow and orcs. And...
1: Yeah, yeah. So that I think there's a lot to critique about D&D, yeah But also that's where we can talk about some other TTRPGs that maybe yeah. don't have those same kind of problems. I'm
0: in a Facebook group called I'm begging you to play another TTRPG. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm gonna uh, join that group. It's
0: very good. It's like a tag group that you can use, or um, like if you actually go into the group, there's so many good recommendations for like amazing TTRPGs that aren't D and D. Um, like I found in a couple of good animorphs ones in there. <gasps>
1: we do need to play the animorph ones.
0: I'm playing in a bog day, so it's internet. Okay. It's International Bog Day on the 25th of July and my special interest is bog, so I'm having a celebration where we play an animal RBG and I give everyone bog facts and if anyone says any bog related terminology or facts in their game, they get extra points.
1: Amazing. <laughs> I'm so gutted I'm missing this, but I'm di- playing a different game of D&D on the same day. <laughs> I'm sorry. Will you ever forgive me? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no one saw the daggers that I was just shot <laughs> from his eyes. Yeah. Um, but that's a good segue to talk about m- maybe my favorite TBRPG, RPG, Wonder Home. Wonder Home. Which is adorable. Right now, if you're listening to this right now, just Google image search Wonder Home and just
0: w-a-n-d-e-r-h-o-m-e
1: yes yes
0: by j dragon
1: as in wandering home yes um the art is gorgeous and the mechanics are spectacular and it's so inclusive and it's so queer and queerness is built into the game
0: and the um the creator Mm. is themselves um queer um the the name is j dragon Mm. um Jay is very cool and has some very good takes on Twitter. You should follow Jay on Twitter. Um and I feel like I want I want to bring up that um there are so many incredible like indie TTRPGs out there. Mm. Um and I found like in the indie TTRPG spaces that I've been in, because for a while I was in a Wonder Home server. I think it was the unofficial Wonder Home server, um, where like people were just creating their own TTRPGs and putting them in there and sharing them, and I was exposed to so many great ones through that. Um, and I feel like indie TTRPGs as a genre are like incredibly diverse, mm. both in the type of game, the content of the game, and like the the identities that they focus on or um are impacted by or represent. Um, a couple that I want to mention, um, or one that I want to mention that I, I re- was reminded that I own the other day was called Feathers. Um, I don't remember who it's by, but it's on itch.io. I don't know how to say that. Mm. Um, and it's like a story um, about angels as an allegory for being trans. And I think maybe you and I should play it, Eddie.
1: That sounds... Delightful. Yeah. I'd be so down.
0: Um, but like I bought a couple bundles, um, you know, for like various causes and you get like 500 games and so many of them are like diverse and beautiful. Well,
1: like and you just need to look at all the one page um, yes. TTRPGs by Grant Howard, right? Yep. Like they're amazing yep. and you get like Crash Pandas, but my, my favorite, just like by sheer name alone, but also just sounds amazing, is Himbo Treasure Hunt. Yeah. Like, it's a one-page TTRPG about being really <laughs> just big, beautiful, not-that-smart, <laughs> himbos.
0: <laughs> but it explicitly says you don't have to be a man to be no. a
1: himbo. What do they use? They say himbo, thembo, shimbo. Yeah. <laughs> and it's spectacular. Yeah. So... Yeah,
0: but as well as I think, as well as um, games that are explicitly, you know, um, explicitly inclusive, there are also games that are sort of ambiguous that you mm. can play as, um, as you know, however you want to play. Um, like, um, there's a game I played. I think it's called A Aika, which is a game where you play as two go, uh, two like a creation and uh, it's like a god and it's creation. Oh. Um, and I just think there's a beautifulness in the ambiguity that is that sort of game where you can do whatever you want. So I really mm-hmm. like rules-like games that you sort of have to interpret on your own. Yeah. Because I feel like you can just make those spaces really beautiful and holy in your own little way. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. And that's the thing. Like, a video game is very structured mm. based on the code and based on the platform that you're playing it on. And role playing games are so freeing Mm -hmm. because you literally have your imagination Mm -hmm. and like you can have some rules that you can homebrew whatever you like and I think that's really beautiful it's like
0: I play a couple Mm -hmm. like I have a little group where we alternate a game of kids on brooms and teens in space Mm -hmm. and we like read the rule book like a couple of us and then we like took the rules that we liked and then we just got rid of the rest of it and we're like, there's like this whole thing in the system with like, I can't remember the actual term, but like controlled roles versus like risky roles or something. Mm. And we were just like, nah, nah. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the, like, you just make it match your play mm. style mm-hmm. and the vibe you want mm. and then bring it all back together. That's why communications are important mm. because you also talk to your players about what what works for you yeah. how do we want to do it what's what's the what's the feeling what's the vibe what do we
0: want to explore together what don't we want to explore together yeah what are things we shouldn't push on what are things we should
1: and then you can just scrap rules that don't work yeah. and make up new ones that fit you better
0: yeah yeah
1: it's oh, lovely Lovely. can um, you tell that we really like ttrpgs can
0: you tell that we are big nerds
1: Rude. speak for yourself <laughs>
0: Edie just looked really offended.
1: But I am a big nerd, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then why do you look offended? <laughs> I'm
1: <I've> always offended.
0: <laughs> um, I want to give a quick um, shout out. Technically, we're pushing the time that we're allowing for ourselves here. But I want to big give a big shout out to um, actual play shows like Dimension mm. 20 and Critical Role. Um, Critical Role, I got Edie into. Edie got me into Dimension 20. Um, and other so many amazing ones, like, mm. I don't know, other ones I've listened to. Um, I started Adventure Zone. Um, I listened to Dan Dad D- Dungeons and Daddies. Um, so many amazing. I mean, there's so many out there. I know you've got some that you like as well.
1: There's so many. There's so many, and like, oh, but, yeah, yeah. like, mm. Critical Role campaign two, The Mighty Nine, just my my heart, like there's, yeah. Neo introduced it to me. Um, like I know,
0: we both have some very strong feelings about the campaign too. Uh, Positive feelings, yeah. Um, emotional feelings, exactly. It's so good. Um, Watch it, please. Yeah, but I also <laughs> want to say, like, I feel like actual player shows also give room for, um, like, diversity, hmm. because a lot of the time they are just like produced by small groups, and they don't have to conform to you know what their producing channel. Mm. Or, like, what Disney has to say or, you know, <clears throat> um, what, you know, what, you know, like, what a big media company has to say. They can just sort of, because most of the time it's, like, small, like, communities or small groups of people making them, um, with exceptions, like, Dimension 20 and Critical <laughs> Um But, like, I feel like even those ones, they have more room to explore those things than, like, big media has or, like, Hollywood has.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then also because you're, because it's also a a game of, um, players, Mm. you've got a DM and you've got players, like it's everyone, it's not one person writing a story, it's a collaborative Mm. effort, so then you have, like, Dimension 20 shows with all these different, like, experiences coming Mm. together, um... But then you can have, like, great representation. Like, yeah. someone like Ali Beardsley, who's mm. non-binary, coming in and playing non-binary characters or okay. playing trans-mask characters. Pete. And Pete, Pete the plug, what unsleeping city. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was our plug. <laughs> hey, yo. Um,
1: but, yeah, like, I th- I, there's, yeah, like you said, they're not, they don't have to necessarily cater to the demands of a studio. Yeah. But then also each individual player around the table is bringing something of their own yeah. self to that um, narrative, which mm. is gorgeous. So lovely to see.
0: Yeah. And I just feel like DD groups can become like a little family.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, it just warms my heart. One of our that. players
0: actually got a tattoo relating to. <gasps>
1: um, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That it's that. I. In part of my um, narrative is uh, every. Player in my in my party, um, in order to solve a puzzle in this like initial dungeon they were in, um, received this magical tattoo on the palm of their hand, and each one's a different symbol. Um, and then a few sessions later, uh, one of our lovely players came back with that the tattoo of the symbol, not on the palm of the hand, but on like one of their fingers. But it was just like it, it was really lovely to see. That, like, yeah, meant so much to somebody. Yeah. Um, and how much that character means to them, and yeah. then it's like now, part Visibly of on them. them yeah. <laughs>
0: it's
1: lovely. Yeah.
0: Mm. Um, any last thoughts you want to cover?
1: Um. I don't know how to sum it all up yeah I feel like I could write a thesis you should I will
0: Yeah. I look <laughs> forward reading it
1: <laughs> um but yeah no like if you have never dabbled in D&D before I strongly recommend giving it a go I can know it can be a bit daunting and scary to, and like be like what is this big thing that everyone's talking about but
0: and if you're not vibing with D&D TTRPG
1: yeah I feel like I keep using D&D as an umbrella term <laughs> yeah <laughs> But yes just just pick up a role-playing game yeah buy wonder home mm. or something like yeah just just and just give it a go have some fun in your flat or your family or your or, friend
0: group yeah or one one quick game i want to shout out to is uh, dream apart dream askew mm. which is a is actually the rule set where wonder home came from it's called belonging outside belongings or no dice no masters um and it's set Uh, The one of them, I can't remember which one it is, if it's Dream Apart or Dream Rescue, is set in a queer commune after the apocalypse, Mm. um, which I think is a great story starter. And there's, like, magic and stuff, and it's very cool.
1: I really want to play that. We will. Yeah. That sounds amazing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, So, yeah. um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Um, Have a great rest of your day, and hopefully we'll see you next month. Kakite! Kakite.